0: Know you waiting on your days to get better You see a whole lot of change with the of a prayer. No matter how big the problem is God is great No matter how big the problem is come God is great, Ooh, God is great. Yeah, come on. Time and time again You still show us we going. Fill this us up when we were thin And shined your light where it was The you never let us down With your words we will find them. As we learn through these trials
1: You remind us
0: why we smile are you waiting on your days to get better? You see a whole lock of change with the help of a prey. No matter how bad the problem is, is No matter how bad the problem Ooh, is, is Hey, how are you? Welcome to Pure Reflections, the podcast where we talk about motherhood, womanhood, and discipleship. I'm your host, Danielle Thompson, resident in counseling and mentor. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to hit subscribe. And now sit back, relax, and listen as I share what I've learned on my journey. Hi, guys. How are you? This is Danielle, and I am doing well. So you guys already know every week I ask, what is going well? Take some time to think about that. How does that apply to you and be grateful for the things that are going well in your life. And if things are not going well in your life, find something to be happy for. If it's your children, grateful for their health. If it's it's just you, grateful that you woke up today. But there is always something to be grateful about, okay? So this week, I kind of just want to have a conversation with you guys about friends. I think friends are really important. I love my friends, even though I don't have many of them. I sincerely love the ones that I do have. But if asked, who are your friends and why are they your friends? I think I would have different reasons for that. And here's why. I think that there are different friends for different parts of me. What do I mean by that? I have friends that I call when I really need to pray. I have friends that I call when I really just need to tell them about something crazy that just happened. I have friends that I call when I want to talk about being a mom. I have friends that I call when I want to look cute and go out. So there are different type of friends and they are all necessary, right? And there's times where friends overlap in different categories. But for me, I have Classify my friends based off of the A to Z spectrum. That's what I call it. It works for me. And what that is, is I have an A circle, which is the people that are the closest to me. Like they're as close to me as my skin is on my body. That's the A circle. And as we progress towards the end of the alphabet, those people are farther away from me. So my mom used to always say, you know, you got to know how to feed people. Some people get a one inch spoon. Some people get a 10 foot spoon, depending on your ability to trust them. So my best friend, I love her dearly. She is in my A circle. And then I have, you know, other friends that fit in my A circle, but they might be between B B and C. It's complicated. But my point is you have to know where a person sits in your life. Where do they belong in your life? And you have to know when to promote or demote them based off of the season that you're in and how they can help you grow in that season or how they even deter you from your goals in that season. Does that make sense? So I wanted to talk about the difference between a friend and an acquaintance. So a friend is somebody that you trust, that you love, that you have a connection with, a bond, that you know at some point in your life they're going to be instrumental to your growth, right? And then there's an acquaintance who's somebody that you know or you just met, but honestly you don't know them that well. Oh, and let me throw this one in there, an associate. An associate is... connection that you have with a person from a professional setting. Now, granted, an associate can become an acquaintance or an associate can become a friend, but I think it's important for us to know how to classify people when they are new into our lives because that's how we set boundaries with them. That's how we protect ourselves. We don't want to just meet someone and then give them the treatment of a friend, of a close friend, because Not everyone deserves that. And it really takes time to learn people. You could be with a friend for years and still don't know them. You have to have time to know what they act like when they are stressed out. How do they respond when there is um, an emergency? How do they respond when something ruffles their feathers and they don't like what you said or what you did? Can they handle your honesty? Are there someone that wants you to just tell them what they want to hear or tell them the truth in a hard time? All these different experiences are necessary when building a friendship. And I don't believe that it's wise for us to be quick to form those bonds because some bonds take longer than others, depending on your temperament, the other person's temperament. But ultimately, we have to be willing to invest in other people. And a part of that investment is accepting the fact that we're not going to like everything about them and they're not going to like everything about us. But because there's something about this individual, right, that you appreciate and that you value or that you think you can gain from them and vice versa, you're going to make the decision that, listen, regardless of what happens, I'm going to invest in building with you, invest in getting to know you, invest in growing with you and learning who you are as a person. I want to get to know your heart. So that's how we establish a friendship. So I want to talk a little bit about different types of friends, right? So we have our historical friends, which you could also say is like childhood friends, whether they are from school, growing up in the neighborhood or whatever. And these are the friends that even though your bond with them may fade over time as you go on and live your life, it never disappears because these this is the foundation of your social life outside of your family. These are the friends that whether you believe it or not is going to help shape your identity because the interactions that you have with these people um, at a young age never leaves you. You get older and you think about who you were as a young child in school and you're like, yeah, you know what, I enjoyed those experiences or I really hated this experience and I never wanna be like this person. So historical friends are the foundation of who we are socially, they help form us. And if you do it right, we get to pick and choose how we're gonna respond to those same people when we get further along in life, whether it was a positive or negative experience. Then we have our committed friends. These are the friends that are going to get down in the trenches with you. Whatever happens, they got your back. Whatever problems rise up, whether it's 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, they're there. That without a shadow of a doubt, you know that you can call on them. You trust them with your life. Those are the committed friends. And it takes time to get there. Then we have friends out of convenience, the ones that, depending on situation in our life, whether it's a boyfriend drama, girlfriend drama, or you share the common experience of somebody you don't like that y'all just gonna talk, or a party friend, whatever it is. However, that person is convenient for you in that season of your life, that's what the friendship is established on. So we could also say that this is a f- surface level friendship. Then you have friends that you trauma bond with and trauma bond, I think is so deep and I never really heard it before, like labeled as trauma bond, but I'm familiar with what it means. And I um, was talking to a client and she's like, you know, I'm new at school and I don't have any friends here from because I'm from a whole different state. So, you know, I met this girl and we trauma bonded and I'm like, you trauma bonded. What's that? And she was like, you know, based off of what I went through and what she went through, that's what the friendship is based off of. And I'm like, wow, number one, I commend you for being able to recognize that the only reason why you're friends with this person is because they share the same hurt as you. But secondly, that can be so dangerous because if you both only have a relationship based off of your hurt, how can you actively work towards growing and she said, you know, that's the problem. Sometimes when we talk, her problems become so burdensome to me, I don't really get an opportunity to deal with my own because I feel obligated to help her deal with hers. And I told her, I said, you know, that's that's codependent. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, basically, in the relationship, it's one way. And you label your value in the relationship or the part that you play in the relationship based off of what you can do for the person and not simply because of who you are. I told her you have to be able to identify who you are in this friendship apart from the hurt you share with this other person. Does she even know what you like? Does she know what, what music you like to listen to or what food you like to eat? Does she even know that you like to do art or play with an instrument or just color? Is is there anything else that she knows about you than your trauma? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well, how do you label that a friend? It just got really deep. So I thought it would be interesting to introduce that term to you guys trauma bond. So that as you assess your friends in your life right now, really get to the nitty gritty and see why is this person in my life? Is it because we can relate? to each other's hurt, whether that's past hurt, current hurt, or is it because this person can really help me grow and I can do the same for them? Is this person able to cultivate the things in me that I need in this season of my life? What can I cultivate in that person? We have to be assertive about our friendships because once it becomes strained in one way, then we run the risk of losing that friendship, if it it even was a friendship to begin with. So talking to this girl, she brought up this whole trauma bond thing. And I'm like, you know what? I can remember a time in my life that all of my friendships were based off of my trauma. But now, thank God, my friendships are based off of what I need presently. I'm constantly doing assessments of who my friends are. I'm constantly seeing, like, what can I offer them? What can I offer them? Because I believe in treating people the way that I want to be treated, not the way that they treat me. Because if I continuously treat someone the way that I want to be treated and they're not reciprocating that, well, that means that that's not somebody that I need to be attached to. And then learning how to detach and let go of the person is a whole nother process. But being able to be real enough with yourself to say, you know what? This isn't somebody that deserves to be in my life because they don't even know who I am. I can't even be vulnerable with them about the things that really pain me because I'm scared to trust them with that part of me. That's a real thing. That leads me to ask, what kind of friend are you? How do you treat people? Do you have to walk into your friendships and have a facade? Are there friends that... You just know yeah they're there because it looks good or it feels good. Who do you have in your corner when you're alone and you're by yourself? These are the questions that you need to ask yourself. I can remember a time where I had a friend that brought out parts of me that I didn't like. And every time I would leave them, I'd be like, Yo, why do I always do that? Like, I only act like this around this person and I hated it. But I didn't know why I... Enjoyed doing that it's like they brought out a side of me that I forgot was there and I really had to check myself and be like all right Danielle well who do you want to present as how does this person help you get to the next level and they didn't and it was really hard for me to let them go because they couldn't really understand that we were friends for a while but I've grown And now that I've outgrown you, there's no hard feelings. It's just time for me to move on. And that can be a hard pill to swallow for somebody that's stagnant and doesn't know how to move on, doesn't know how to progress in their lives. Stagnancy can be such a dangerous thing and it can be so misinterpreted. People can think that you just don't like them anymore or you're jealous of them or you're envious or you just, you know, tired of them. And it's just not even like that. It's just we're on two different paths. We crossed the path and now it's time to move on. But do you know how hard it is to recognize when you're at that crossroad? And even so, it takes time to build up the courage to be bold enough to do that. You don't just get up one day and decide I know how to do that. So how do you know if you're being a good friend or if you're constantly um, working towards growth, right? So I I just want to share a couple of skills. Your ability to listen, your ability to listen to what a person says in conversation. What does it mean? Can you really identify what's going on behind the words that they speak? How do you interpret the words that are never spoken? What about their body language? When you're around them, is it welcoming or is it judgmental? Is it rejecting? These are all things to pay attention to when you're interacting with people because it says a lot. Body cues, nonverbal body languages, tones of voices, how it changes depending on what you say. Are they defensive when you want to present truth to them? Are they welcoming to it? How do they view you? What about the conversations that you have with them? Is it surface talk? Or can you really get into depth about what intrigues you as a human whether it's the things of this world or science or biology just anything how does this person manage stress do they blow up do are they calm are they collected do they know how to problem solve problem solving is so integral to healthy friendships. Because when you're not in a position to think clearly and make rational decisions, you need people around you that can do that. Not somebody who's going to add fuel to the fire of your rage. So important. That goes to how do they control their emotions and what level of respect do they have for you? These are all things that we need to be mindful of how do they complement your personality if you weren't there how would they speak about you what does your friend say to your family when they when they when you bring them around are they suitable to your life these are all questions that we have to ask ourselves but I say all of this to say that we need to do routine checks of who our friends are and why they're there. And if they're not there, let them go. Some Sometimes you don't need to give an explanation of why you're not going to be a friend with somebody. But if you have someone in your life that you know it's time to let go and you truly respect them, you know, have a conversation with them. It's kind of like an exit interview. And I've done them. I don't know about y'all, but I've done them. And I let them know, like, listen, it was cool getting to know you. I feel like, you know, you ruined the friendship before I even got a chance to really solidify it. And it's time for me to move on. And this person that I had this conversation with said, what do you mean? Like, I thought we were friends. And I'm like, no, i only known you for a year. And I don't know about y'all, but that's not a long time to me. I think a year is a decent time to get to know somebody, especially if they're going to be in my A circle. Because... Within that year, you might not see them that much or you might not have the opportunity to be around them in different scenarios to see how they respond. So for this case, that's what it was for this girl. And we went somewhere with each other and she completely embarrassed me. Just her behavior, her tone of language. It it was just disgusting. And I just said to myself, like, yo, honestly, Danielle, you don't even have to talk to her about this. You don't got to get into detail. And we got on the phone and I said, listen, I respect you for who you are, but after what happened, we can't continue to establish a friendship. And she was like, why are you just going to throw everything away? I said, precisely, because it's like pouring foundation for a home. You could pour that foundation and be good to go. But if you don't give that foundation the time that it needs to solidify and harden You can potentially destroy the entire foundation if the wrong elements get into it, whatever it is. That can destroy the foundation of the home and then you have to start from scratch. So that's how I look at my friendships. Did I get an opportunity to lay a solid foundation? Was it interrupted? Because if it was, it's not even worth building a house on. I'm not about to continue to go through experiences with people because I need to save my time. I need to create room for somebody else who's going to value being in my life. So I challenge each and every one of you to do a check of your friends. Assess who's in your life, why they're there, the purpose that they serve. What purpose do you serve to them? And if that's none, let them go. And if that is, continue to grow with them and see how you can improve as a friend. So that's it for today, guys. I didn't really want to come on here and get really deep into something. I was just honestly sitting down thinking about who's in my life right now and how much I appreciate them. I love my best friend. She's been there for me since I was 15 years old and she's been consistent. She has not changed, not one bit. And I mean, as far as how she treats me and I reciprocate that. And we've been able to grow with each other, weather storms with each other, have our children and allow our kids to be a part of each other's life. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. And the other friends that I have in my life all play an integral role for me. You know, my prayer partners, my sisters in Christ, my friends who I do life with, you know, as far as a mom, just my friends from college, they all play a important role to my life. And it's not all the time that we talk and it's not all the time that they're relevant currently in my life, but At the end of the day, our relationship still stands and we cannot talk for six months, a year, three months, whatever it is. But the minute that we communicate with each other again, it's like we picked up where we left off. There's no animosity. There's no hostility. There's no like, oh, you forgot about me. It's just beautiful. And let me tell you, anyone that doesn't understand that there are time periods in my life where I just go MIA and just know that if I go MIA, I'm working on me. And my family is not somebody that I keep around. Because as soon as I pick up the phone and we start talking, you're like, oh, you just went MIA or oh, you just disappeared or ghosted me. You know what? We gon' we gonna leave it right here. Because that tells me you have not been working on you. That tells me you have not been focused on your growth and your progress. Because if you were, you would have never came out your face and say that. So check your friends and appreciate the ones that you have, love on them, show them your appreciation, and challenge yourself to be a better friend to them each and every day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Pure Reflections, the podcast. Be sure to rate, review, hit the subscribe button and share with a friend. For information about today's show, be sure to check out the show notes below. As always, stay focused, be true and be you.